I took off a year and a month, or a year and two months, and uh, it was just really like taking time off. I graduated college after my fight in December, um, and with that then comes, you know, hey, you gotta be like an adult and like do adult things. So I was like, in my head, I had been doing school the whole time, like full-time student and fighting. I thought, oh, I can just transition real easy. And then I realized my first 40 hour work week, I was like, this sucks. And yeah. like, I was tired. It was a lot harder on me than school. So I just was like trying to get used to that. And then it got to let's train three times a week, make sure I can do that and build up the tolerance again. And then like about summertime, I decided, okay, I know what I want to do with my future. So that includes going back to school again. So now I'm working full-time and doing school mm. and then trying to train and it's like that's a long day every yeah. day full slate, for sure. so it just was like try and get back to where like I used to train for a fight right um because I'm typically I like to be in the gym five six days a week like so that's my preferred training schedule for a fight and especially if you want to fight at a high level that's what you got to do I mean you can't just train three days a week and think, oh, I'm going to be one of the best in the world or whatever your goal is. That's one of the problems, or not problems, but that's one of the issues that I face is having a full-time 40-hour work week, yeah. then having four kids and, you know, a relationship and a family and yeah. that they want you and they want a part of you, but then also I'm trying to train and do those things. And yeah. it's always interesting to see someone who has grown up and had to do nothing but like school and, and basically train yeah. to now I have to transition into adulthood. Now I have to transition and learn how to balance, yeah. you know, balance these things. And um, and uh, that was one thing about midsummer of last year. I was like, do I even want to fight again? Like, I, I, I didn't tell anybody that, nobody knows that, but I really thought I was like, this is freaking hard. Like, yeah. I really thought I was like, well, I'm going back to school. I'm working full time and I was like do I even like come back like to be able to fight um because during that time it's like diet's not as good like not getting my running in like every day like all that stuff and it just took time to transition and all that the whole time I'm getting called out by everybody and their mama which was frustrating because it's yeah. like yo I'm just trying to get my life together do you feel like though it's because they knew that you were taking some time and trying to get your life together so they knew that and so they yeah let's call out cam because we know he's not going to respond because you see that a lot in the pro level someone will get injured and then everybody will start calling them out or someone will take some time and everybody will start like darren till yeah he got released now everybody wants to fight darren till yeah i feel i don't know it partially felt like that but then another thing was just like uh it just i think a lot of amies get all sucked into Oh, I watch the UFC. I see these big name guys create this persona and act and a certain way. Act a certain way, so I gotta do that. And then behind the scenes, they're cool or whatever with you. And they don't realize that, like, no, I think you're a douchebag. Yeah, well, like then it just like messes up the whole relationship between fighters in the the area. Then it's like just odd. It's like mm. I don't know if you're acting or I don't know if you're serious about it. And like in the grand scheme of things, we're amateurs in a local arena right now we're which, not making millions which less less than three quarters of these amateurs are going to go move on to be at any pro level yeah much less than half of those three quarters you know or half or half of that quarter is going to end up you know what i mean like yeah. it's not they treat it as if they're at the show now yeah and like that's the thing is it's like it's not the show yeah i i like to banter a little bit back and forth but like 
I like to do it in a way like, hey, I'm not trying to be a douche to you or yeah. be mean. Like, I'm trying to make somebody right. laugh or whatever, get you to kind of like, because, I mean, we're going to go in there and fight anyways. Like, I, it's not like you talking more is going to motivate me more. I'm going to be motivated if I'm like a solid fighter. I'm going to be motivated either way to go in there and crush you. Right. Like, because that's the job. But, I mean, it just is annoying, really, because it's like you're you're talking so much, and I'm like, you haven't, in the grand scheme, compared to the UFC, all that stuff, haven't right. made it to the, the level, uh, <laughs> made it to the level that you think you're at, I guess, right now. I mean, it's the amateur level. Yeah, well, you know, and that, that's one thing, too, is like, I fought, I fought probably 20 or 30 times, including the pro fights, including amateur fights. And um, not one time have I had bad blood with any of those guys. Anybody yeah. I've ever fought has never had bad blood. We've had banter like, oh, you're going to see, like me and Javonis had banter, like you're going to see, you better be ready to die in there, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But at the end of the day, it was never any bad blood. It was never any like insulting comments towards one another. We were able to build that fight without having to like question each other's manhood. And I feel yeah. like that's becoming the norm now. Yeah, and People it, are used to being able to hide behind the keyboard or their phone or whatever and then when they see a person it's just business it's yeah. just business but you see like when connor fought nate or uh, when connor fought um khabib khabib it's not just business so some people it's not just business and i get i get it to a certain degree or whatever um but i think that's why honestly i sell tickets the way i do mm -hmm. is because i don't need to like go out and just act a certain way or whatever right. you just be yourself and people really like genuine people like because that's so hard to find now well, it's just somebody being for real you want to know my my theory there the ones that have to do a persona are just boring ass motherfuckers dude they're just boring they have yeah. to create a persona because their own persona isn't interesting enough i've never had to create any persona people love watching me fight yeah people respect me and, and maybe they want to watch me fight because they want to see me lose either way they they talk to me, they res they have a respect for me or whatever, and I've never had to be insulting to another person as far as like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. To sell a fight or anything, and then go behind closed doors and say, hey man, I'm really your friend, all that stuff I said about your mom was pretend. Yeah, it just, it's just like, it's a little much. Being a genuine, like just the genuine persona and just be yourself type thing, really just sells, because like just society as a whole, like every, there's a lot of people that are just fake. Yes. I mean, it's hard to find a real true friend. That's why when people find friends and they're that person you're willing to jump in a foxhole with when times get hard, like, and they got your back and you know that, you stick with that person. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, fighting. Like, it sells so much because everybody saw what Connor did and Colby Covington does. Like, I mean, they talk such a huge game. And it was, like, I mean, Connor's come up with the talking and all that stuff was insane. Like, that was nothing like we've seen before. Cheryl did it first. But well, yeah. But Connor... Granted, yeah. Connor was But successful. took it to another level. He was successful with his trash talk. Yeah. He, won like... He actually won championships. Yeah. So, it, like, it took it to a new level. Right. Um, And even Chael's trash talk, like, sometimes it felt like more pro wrestling talk, and then when Connor says it, it's like, oh, this guy really, truly, like... Believes that. Believes what he's saying. Yeah. Um, And then everybody saw that and just was like, oh, I gotta be like that. It's like, dude, just be yourself or... The reason it worked for different. him, the reason it worked for him is because no one had seen it like that before, so it was a genuine thing at first. Like, yeah. everybody thought Connor was genuinely that way. 
So then when they see these things and they're like, oh, well, that must be it. No, that's just, he came up with a persona. I'll give him that. But he was the first to do it like that. Yeah. And everybody's just a carbon copy. Huh? Let me just copy, copy, copy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you work in an office? Uh, I work in physical therapy. So it's like a Some, you make semi copies. office. You make copies? I make copies. Of you ever make a copy of a copy of a copy? One it's darker and darker and darker yeah. and harder to read and harder to read and harder to read. And it's the same thing. When you yeah. copy something so much, there's only so much. Oh, yeah, there's no like originality to mm -hmm. it. And you, you gotta bring something fresh. You gotta bring something that's original. Why, that's why I like John Jones. Cause I don't think he's fake. No. I think he's honest. I think he. I think he was a, a, a really dumb kid. Made some really dumb mistakes. Made some really really dumb mistakes and his personal life, his relationship, and whatever else you want to say, but that's human and that's people and he's owning up to it and he's just like, hey, you know, this is who I am, this is how this went, and this this is whatever. Yeah. And everybody wants to see him be something he's not. Everybody wants to see him be either the goody two-shoes he was trying to be when he first came in or or this villain, this heel he was against Daniel Cormier. He just saw his... Not that you saw his true colors against Daniel, you just saw a different shade of color from him because he doesn't like that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, well, with John Jones, and this is like veering off into a different like topic, but like I used to be a mega John Jones fan. Like watching Alexander Gustafson, John Jones one got me into like watching MMA like yeah. officially, and then like because I watched that fight with my dad. We, I remember it was like. We were chilling that day, and he was like, hey, there's this fight going on. John Jones is supposed to be, like, superstar type thing. You want to watch it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we watched it, and that was the greatest fight I've ever seen. And I still think it's one of the best fights in MMA. Um, so, but, yeah. No, that fight was awesome. My first John Jones fight was his very first fight in the UFC. It was the first one I watched, and I was hooked. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the dog that's all in on, like, the skill to fight, like, like just to go to that dark place and fight at that level like a uh, mental place yeah. where it's like yeah this guy like i'm willing to die out here to try and get this job done yeah. like that's a huge thing and then watching him i mean he's got the philippians 413 tattoo on the chest all these things and he just he has let me down so many times it's like it kills me yeah. like because the fanboy in me is like man that's the goat like yeah, no, 100%. skill level second to none all these things but 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 man the one thing just in general is just that people are people yeah it's it's just for like when i think of john jones i'm like it's a guy that can't get out of his own way but really that's just as you said people yeah most of the time people just can't get out of their own way yeah that's the biggest problem is like they're like and, and it's either they own up to it and they go i like i can't get out of my own way and sometimes he says that he says yeah. he can't get out of his own sometimes way sometimes he blames other folks and but then like he hasn't fully come to that place to go oh man i i am the problem and then like he says it but then doesn't take the steps to change it For sure. or he'll take two steps and then like be like go straight back do you think do you think that has something to do with accountability and the level of fame he reached at the age he reached it at? Because you know that's got to play a part in do it. Do you feel like uh, Connor's very similar, right? Because Connor was a certain way, and then he was coming up, and then he starts just acting the way that he's basically the way that we expect punching Connor to act. Pun yeah, punching old men, throwing dollies at buses, which is probably put on by the UFC, but either yeah. way, <clears throat> you know, like 
doing all those different things. Like, I mean, have you seen his uh, his drunk post at the at the Tough House where he's just like flexing and just? I like, haven't seen that. He's literally flexing in the mirror on his camera, and just breathing really hard. Like, <sighs> like, dude, what? Are, what yeah, like, what? Connor. Connor in. You have to be uh, under the influence. Connor poster, insane. You, I mean, you have to be somewhat, some level, so, like a insane to be at that level that they are. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's well, gotta affect you? Like, if you don't have the people around you to like put you in the correct headspace, because like my dad and I talk about it all the time, is like the worst thing that could possibly happen to me isn't that I try and fail it's that i try succeed and then i let that success just go straight in my head and then i like other people we know yeah and i end up being an absolute wreck and like causing a wreck of my my life my friendships my family like and not being the dad that i need to be at some point whenever i am a dad when i'm a well, this circles me back things. this circles me right back around to you know a lot of people are like well if you want to be a fighter so bad why are you just focus strictly on fighting and train all the time and you know you decide i decided when i was younger i decided to go ahead and go get a uh, a job a full-time career like a full-time trade that i'll be you know i'll be able to do for the rest of my life for the most part and you did the same you went and you got a job you went to college you went and got a degree you went and got a job you went and got a full-time job but almost not even as a fallback plan almost as like fighting is your fallback plan or like they're both like one's one a and one b yeah you know it's not one and two it's one a one b but you have that thing yeah and and a lot of people don't understand why you can't just train all the time because they don't understand that it doesn't pay yeah they're like they're like why why aren't you fighting just like 24 7 this stuff that stuff it's like dude i gotta try and find a balance between being the best i can at work being the best i can at practice but being the best brother i can right now because like that's my job right now I, like, right. i'm single i'm still like with my family and stuff like that so it's like i've got three younger sisters i gotta be a yeah. good brother too i gotta be a good son to my dad and my mom that have done so much for me so it's like I can't just like do nothing but train, and then that's also also another thing. It, I'd be stupid to just put like all my eggs into one basket when I can do other things at because, a really high level. Because now here's the thing: you all your eggs are in that basket, and you make it. But then that's only one step of the journey is yeah. to make it to the league, right? Yeah. One step of the journey is to make it there. Doesn't mean that you're set. How many guys have we known that have made it to their first world title fight in boxing or their first? NFL game or their first, you know, MLB game or their first UFC fight and nothing else happens because yeah. they don't, they get to that level and they're content. There's a guy I went to high school with, Trent Richardson, yeah. and he was a beast at Alabama, a legend at Alabama, running back, and then he got to the NFL and he couldn't do anything. Yeah. And the game was too fast. Everything was too fast. Well, he made it, but where is he at now? Yeah. He's, as far as my knowledge, I'm not throwing shade. These are just facts. He's still living in Pensacola, as far as I know. Yeah, with, that's with the no, with no money. And that's the thing also is like you gotta be in this headspace like I don't know, I guess mentality switches from other people and some people gotta think, Oh, I'm gonna be a world beater, I'm never gonna get touched, like like they just have to like take this like mindset of, Oh, I can't lose type thing. And my dad and I sit there and think, you know, that's a weak mentality in my opinion. Like that is a very weak mentality. But my dad and I talk a lot about mentality stuff like that. My dad's my best friend. So we, we talk about all these things. And it's like we watch The Ultimate Fighter, and they give the usual spiel of, like, I've worked so hard. I'm dedicated, more dedicated than everybody here. I'm like, everybody at the house is literally 
pushing themselves to the max. Like, yeah, there's leagues of somebody may put in a little more time here, but everybody is, like, willing to yeah. push themselves to that level. So if you have this mindset of, like, oh, I can't be touched, blah, 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 I'm not going to lose, there's no way I lose to this guy, what happens when you do meet that guy that's willing to push you over the edge? Yeah. Like, like, I like fighting people that have that mentality because I'm willing to take you, like, out there and drown you. Yeah, like for sure. Like, and it, it allows me to be free to go, you know, I have pushed the hardest I literally can, like, in the gym, outside of the gym, lifting, running. I have done everything that I can, and I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to pull the trigger, and if I win, I win, good. But if I didn't, it wasn't meant to be. It's all right. Like, yeah. sometimes you have bad nights. Sometimes the guys just got your number. Yeah. But I can look myself in the mirror and go, you know what? I did everything. Right. And I just came up short. Right. It's all right. right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back. So let me ask you this. Do you think that there is a better, like, this is the way I've always looked at it. Instead of looking at it as no one can beat me, right, and training to not be beaten, I'm more or less training to beat the guy that I eventually know that can beat me. Yeah. Because work, on, work on all my weakest spots. I like to watch my film on any fight that I have and watch it and think about how I would beat myself. Like, okay, all right, all right. So look, when he does a double jab, he drops his hand and he takes two steps back every time. So how would I capitalize on that on myself? Yeah. Train to beat me because everybody's doing the same. Everybody's talking about, um, and I'm, I keep relating it because it's happening tonight, but the John Jones, Cyril Gaon situation, but they're both studying tape. Yeah. They're both watching each other. They're literally on the, on the embedded or whatever. You see them both pausing and looking. and They're both doing it. But, yeah, that's that's one thing. I think I when I watch my fights, I don't – the first time I watch it, I just kind of watch it as a fight. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, that, okay, I did this good, this good, this good. But then <laughs> – anybody, anybody ever ask you, why are you so self-centered? You just keep watching your fight over and over again. It's like, I'm studying. My mom – don't understand. Out of everybody, my mom probably is like – you're a little self-centered there. Like she, her, she'll be like, you kind of need to be a little more humble or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like she can never take. Like sometimes I'm joking about it. And she's like, wow, kind of prideful, huh? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, whatever. But you also gotta have mom and you're like, yeah, yeah. Doing no, that you too. have to That's have her that. job. That's Larry does that for me. Um, so, Larry loves to knock me down a peg. And, yeah, and mom does that. That, that. Does that to me all the time. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, the first time I watch it, I just watch it as a fight, look at the good things, yeah, cool, and then, like, break it down of, okay, like, like I was telling you in this last fight, I did almost everything right, like, in the grand scheme, if you just took it, like, right. yeah. watching it from 20,000 feet, but if I slow it down, watch the holes, oh, I noticed my chin's a hair up, and who's gonna catch me at that level? It's, I'm thinking pro-level guys, like, I'm thinking yeah. guys in the UFC, they'll capitalize on that, they'll step back, catch, a, catch me with a hook, my chin's just a hair up and that's gonna hurt a lot. But thinking like that is what makes you, so I've always thought that thinking like that, now there is a, there is a fine line between being too over self-critical and I fall over that line sometimes, but that self-criticism, you know, it, it really helps you and it helps yeah. push you to that next level, right? And the same with like, um, can't distract me, so. Uh, but yeah, it pushes you to the next level, right? Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're you're looking at the same with coaching. That's what I'm saying. It's the same with coaching. You, you, you pay attention to the small details because you care that much. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you can't be – It's it needs to be a balance of I don't need people around me constantly singing my praises mm -hmm. because then you're in an echo cham chamber, and yes. then you think, oh, I can never go wrong. And then that's when you get just absolutely smoked by some dog. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, I like Jarrett so much. <laughs> yeah, Jarrett's gonna knock you he down. He will sometimes. literally just tell me everything I did wrong, and I'll be like, "How'd I do?" He's like, "Well, shit, dude, you were uh, garbage. Your, your, your kicks, your kicks look sloppy." Yeah, your kicks. I'm like. I haven't been. I haven't kicked in two months. Yeah, they look sloppy. You can tell. Like, okay, thanks, 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 thanks Jerry. So guess what I'm gonna be working on? Yeah, kicks. kicks. Yeah, but then yeah. at the same time, you can't just like be hypercritical to where everything's just absolutely right, right. horrible because then you're just not gonna build that confidence that you need to be like, oh, I can pull the trigger on this technique because you're just gonna be in your head. What I what I usually do is every pat on the back I give myself, I also give myself a finger wag. Yeah. Right? It's like a compliment sandwich. I right, yeah. Took it from somewhere on TV one time. <laughs> so, uh, I'm probably going to cut it short because I don't know how exactly the audio has been with everybody here. But, next fight, what is it, when is it, and how are you feeling? Um, I don't think we have like a set date yet. Right, so. Okay. But, like, I just know that I'm training hard. And, like, I mean, I'm just ready to go. It's like. No I one took can that, see this bruise on my foot, but he's training very hard. I took that. So I've been rubbing my foot this whole video. <laughs> I took that year off, and now I'm back. I'm back to training how I used to train, like, and then just the mentality after the last fight. It's like I can tell something switch. Like, just something's different. I can feel a difference if I can be honest with you now. Yeah. I can feel a difference from now than before when we spar. And not that I'm any like world beater or anything. I've just been in a long time. Yeah. And. When, when we sparred, not it's not a major difference to me, but it's a dialed-in difference. Yeah. Right. It's like it's almost like you went back and you revised your your rough draft, yeah. and now it's your final draft. And every you, you you corrected all the grammatical errors, you corrected all the, the misspellings, yeah. and the punctuation, and everything is ready. And you know, like sparring you today, it was a lot of fun. Like I get the last couple rounds, really because I was tired. I was really just trying to have yeah. more fun. Oh yeah. But even still, I was just trying to throw a lot at you. And you're seeing things come at a certain, you know, at, at, at good times. Yeah. You're making good decisions, which is something I like to see. So uh, I was really excited for your return, but you know, definitely super excited for even more. To People say ring rust yeah. is real, and then like Dominic Cruz like is constantly a hater of that. It's like ring rust isn't real. I feel like it just depends on the person, to be honest. And when I got in there, I was like, after, I mean, I dropped him 17 seconds in or whatever, just hook bang. Yeah. And then that was when I was like, oh, I'm back. And then it was like after that, I just knew it was like okay. That was good, and then Dean, Devin, all those guys were like, "Who is this new Cam that came out?" Like, the like I flipped the switch even more so. Patient, good striking, put on more muscle, physically looked yeah. a lot better. Um, like just everything was dialed in, and I'm like, "You guys haven't seen anything yet." Like that was me getting back to just being, there. and now it's like now that I'm back, it's like it's only gonna get better and better because each time I want to add a new wrinkle. It's like yeah. I, I showed some new wrinkles there, like patience of like I heard him, but I didn't just rush in. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of shook it off, came in, dialed it in. But like now it's like I'm already working on things that I think are gonna separate me another level of hey, you've seen me do this. But then second, say we make it to the second round, you have not seen this. Yes, and yes. it's like, it's a new defense. It's a new movement. It's like. It's like a different fighter every round. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I just want to drill it so much that I get to the point of like, 
it's like you don't expect that. You're not gonna see that on tape because I haven't shown it yet. Yeah. It's like it's in the back pocket and it's like, oh yeah, look reverse uno type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and those those things, doing those things, it's like my goal isn't just an amateur title or I'm gonna be the best in Pensacola. Like, no, I wanna just see how far I can go. Yeah. Like yeah. and know know at the end of the day I, I push myself as far as I can and wherever I land, whether it's I just broke the UFC and that was all that's cool, or if I was a world champion, that's great too. Or if I'm the greatest of all time, that's like I'm gonna push to where it is. To you're where gonna push to your potential. Yeah, I'm gonna meet my potential. But you're, but you're not gonna put yourself in a detriment chasing something that may not be within your reach. Yeah. So like, that's the hardest thing that a lot of these athletes don't do is is realize when what their their reach is. That's why you see a lot of these guys fighting past their primes. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and cut it here because <laughs> so. I have, man, I really appreciate it. For sure. We'll do it. We'll definitely do it again in a more contained environment. You yeah. Know, for sure. So, um, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the rounds today. And I'm yeah. super excited to see you fight again. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, so man. So, this is Cam. This has been Cam. He's been in the neutral corner. And thank you guys for tuning in.